Genesis chapter number 19, Genesis chapter number 19, and I just want to read a couple of verses to you this morning, and I just try my best to give you what the Lord's put on my heart. Genesis chapter 19, and let's begin reading in verse number 27, Genesis chapter 19 and verse 27, if you can enable, stand with me this morning in honor and reverence to the reading of the word of the Lord, Genesis chapter number 19. Verse number 27, the Bible said, And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain, and beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Now can we read it one more time this morning? The Bible said, Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. Now notice verse 28, the Bible said, And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah, and toward all the land of the plain, and beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I still love you this morning. Lord, I'm thankful, Lord, for the privilege, God, the honor to be back in your house. Lord, I realize that, Lord, I have no preaching me. Lord, I pray just for a little while. Lord, I pray you'd touch my body, put a guard upon my lips, have me to say nothing that be contrary, Lord, to your will or your word. Lord, I pray just for a little while, would you meet with us, give me utterance, give me unction, Lord, that only comes from you. Lord, I pray for every need. Lord, I don't know the hearts. Lord, I don't know the needs this morning, but Lord, I'm glad that you do. Lord, if they be one of the midst, lost, undone without you, save them. For it's everlasting too late. Lord, if they be one that's walking a far distance away, God, I pray you draw them up close to you once again. Then, Lord, if they be one of the midst this morning that's discouraged, about to give up, Lord, I pray that you'd encourage our heart today. Lord, I pray you'd help us as we try to show the people these truths that, Lord, you put on our heart this week. Lord, I pray that you'd help each one of us uh, uh, to apply it to our hearts and lives. Lord, I pray that you'd help and, Lord, help each one of us to leave bettered for being in your house today. We'll be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, for we ask it in Jesus' wonderful name, amen, and amen. You be seated. Thank you for standing this morning. Now, a very familiar text. I know we've just kind of picked up uh, this morning in the middle of the account, or more toward the end of the account, uh, to be honest with you. But notice what your Bible said in verse 27. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place uh, where he stood before the Lord, uh, and he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah, and toward all the land of the plain, uh, and beheld, and lo, the smoke uh, of the country went up uh, as the smoke of a furnace. Now, you say, preacher, <coughs> what's that have to do with anything? Well, I want you to realize with me this morning that just over a chapter in chapter 18, uh, uh, you'll find that Abraham uh, was interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah. He'd ask the Lord, you remember the story, if there be 50 righteous, would you spare the city? And the Lord said, I'll do it for 50. And he said, well, peradventure 45, would you spare the city? And uh, the Lord said he'd do it, peradventure 30 and 15 and 20, all the way down to 10. Uh, and the Lord finally said, for 10 righteous, uh, I'll spare 
after the city. Isn't that right? Now, now we've picked up John in the next day. That's where our text is. Uh, in the very next day. Notice what your Bible said. And Abraham got up early in the morning. Now, let's go get the picture on this day. The day before he'd interceded uh, on the behalf of the, of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and now the very next morning, the Bible said he got up early. That's what that word get means. Uh, he got up early. He rose up early uh, and went to the place, the Bible said, where he had stood uh, uh, before the Lord. You know what he did? Uh, he went right back. Uh, I'm going to hit all this in more detail here in a minute. But uh, he went right back to the place where he prayed. Uh, got up early in the morning. Went right back to where he prayed. Uh, and the Bible said that he looked uh, towards Sodom and Gomorrah. You know what he'd done? Uh, he'd got up to see if the Lord had answered his prayer. Do you know that? Uh, he'd got up to see if God had done what he'd asked him to do. He rose up and got up and went back to the place he'd prayed uh, uh, to find out if God had honored uh, his request. Now, notice what your Bible said in the latter part of verse 28. Uh, he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah toward all the land of the plain. Uh, now watch this. And beheld, uh, and lo, the smoke uh, of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Uh, how disappointed Abraham must have been. I had to get up early in the morning and run back to the very place John that he prayed just knowing that God was going to spare the city. And Brother Corey, I'd see him as he looked out towards Sodom and Gomorrah and the Bible said all that he could see was the smoke rising up as the smoke of a furnace. I mean, no doubt Abraham's broken hearted. No doubt he thought what in the world happened. No doubt he thought that the Lord it lied to him. No doubt he thought the Lord didn't care. No doubt he thought. Let me just say this. I'm getting so far ahead of myself. It's not funny. But you'll never find anywhere in your Bible that Abraham ever knew that Lot come out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Did you know that? You'll never find that Abraham found that out. He may have. I don't know, but it's not in the Bible, John. You'll never find them meeting again. You'll never find the Lord revealing to him that Lot wasn't in the city. And for all intensive purposes, uh, Abraham thought the Lord just didn't care about my request. Uh, uh, the Lord knew what I wanted, yet he didn't do it. Uh, all he could see was the smoke. Uh, I preached just a few minutes this morning with the Lord's help uh, on this thought when it seems like he didn't answer. Uh, uh, now, I don't know about you. I know that's just a simple little thought, but uh, I don't know about you, but there's been some times that I've got up uh, and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed uh, and I got up John to see if the Lord had done what I asked and all I could see was the smoke all I could see are you with me this morning all I could see was an unanswered prayer all I could see it seemed like the Lord didn't answer it seemed like the Lord didn't meet my need it seemed like the Lord just didn't care and there's times in our lives where we fit where it seems like he just didn't answer but I want to show you a few things I've really just got one thing I want to show you but that's just not how 
how preaching works. Did you know that? Uh, that would be good if we get to where we just told you the one thing. But uh, I'm going to give you about six things and a few things about those six things. Uh, and then I'm going to give you that one thing. All right. Uh, uh, listen to me this morning. Uh, uh, notice women, verse 27, the priority. Uh, uh, you say, preacher, what do you mean? What's what your Bible said? Uh, had Abraham got up early in the morning? Uh, uh, this wasn't just some small prayer that he prayed. Uh, uh, but he was anxious. Uh, I'd see him. I don't know about you, but there's been some times in my life. Uh, uh, now, I don't mean what time you get up. Uh, uh, you can get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and not get up early. Did you know that? Uh, uh, now, bear with me. I, I'm going somewhere. If you get up at 5 every morning, you get up at 6. You didn't get up early. You got up late. Isn't that right? Uh, I don't know what time Abraham usually got up. Uh, uh, but can I say this? Uh, uh, I don't know what time you get up. But you ever prayed a prayer that was so important? It was so vital. Uh, it was so needful in your life uh, that you just couldn't help but get up early. Uh, you couldn't help but rise up early in anticipation uh, uh, that God was going to do something in your life. Uh, uh, our boys sleep all the time. I mean, they'll sleep till 10, 11, 12 o'clock, no problem. Uh, uh, but here in just about a month, month, month and a half, uh, uh, Leona, we're going to leave out the head to Pigeon Forge. Uh, and there'll be no need anybody to go wake them up that day. Uh, uh, there'll be no, we won't be struggling to get them up. Uh, uh, they'll wake us up at 5 o'clock in the morning and say, let's go. Let's, you know why? Uh, because they anticipate it. They're looking forward to it. Uh, it's a priority to them. Uh, it's a reason to get up. Uh, hey, can I say this? There's some of us tonight, this morning, uh, and you've got a burden. You've got a need. Uh, uh, you've got a request. And it's important this morning. Uh, I mean, it's a priority in your life. Uh, it was an important prayer, and he rose up early uh, to see if God had answered. Uh, uh, can I say this this morning? Uh, uh, we are to pray our priorities. Did you know that? Uh, uh, we are to have a prayer. We are to get burdened. Uh, uh, enough that we have a priority. Uh, aren't you glad this morning? Listen to me. Uh, uh, they, some of you got loved ones you've been praying for. Uh, uh, it ought to be a priority. Uh, it ought to be worth getting up early and seeing if God has answered your prayer. It's amazing to me. I've never seen this to this week. Uh, uh, but I believe with everything I've got, John, he woke up uh, anticipating that God, uh, he'd look out and see the city uh, and see that God had answered. Uh, uh, but instead, all he saw according to the Word of God uh, was the smoke coming up off of the plane. Uh, uh, so we see his priority. But then I want you to notice with me his place. Watch what your Bible said. Uh, and Abraham got up early in the morning to the place uh, uh, where he stood before the Lord. Uh, uh, you realize he went right back to the same place uh, uh, that he just talked to the Lord. Isn't that right? Uh, uh, let me show you something. Flip over a page in your Bible if you would. Out uh, of Genesis chapter 18. Look with me in verse number 4. Boy, I like this. Uh, now, we know the story. I don't have time to preach the whole chapter, but uh, you just stay with me. And I want to show you something tonight, this morning, and we'll hurry. The Bible says in verse 4, Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet. Uh, now, Abraham's talking to them two men that's come to see him. Man. And he said, well, wash your feet uh, and rest yourselves, watch this next phrase, under the tree. Now, as we go on down through here, we realize that the Lord begins to talk to Abraham. They begin to tell Abraham that he's going to have a son, and Sarah laughed, and we know the story about all that. But the Bible said that they were sitting, they were resting themselves, in verse 4, under the tree. Now watch verse 22. Or verse, uh, I'm sorry, verse 22. 
The Bible said, we'll skip on down through all the, all the dialogue, verse 22. The Bible said, and the men turned their faces from thence, uh, from where? From the tree, and went towards Sodom. Now watch this. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. Now what the Bible say over in Genesis 19, verse number 27, Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he what? Stood before the Lord. What verse 22 of chapter 18 say? Men turned their face from this and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. You say, preacher, where was he standing? Underneath that tree. Y'all going to hit me just a little bit. Underneath that tree. You know where Abraham went? He went to the same place where he met the Lord before. Y'all got to hit me just a little bit. He went to the same place uh, where him and the Lord had a conversation before. Uh, he went to a place where he needed the Lord and the Lord showed up. Uh, uh, oh yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, he went to the place where he needed the Lord and the Lord had showed up. Uh, and he made his petition uh, beneath the tree. Uh, and then when he got up the next morning, early in the morning, the Bible said he went back to the place uh, where he stood before the Lord. He made his way back to the tree. Oh, my soul. You say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. Do you realize this morning that the only hope we have of our prayers being answered is because of a tree? Oh, y'all ain't a hip of me. Oh, yes, friend. You say, preacher, I've got a burden. I've got a problem. I've got a situation. Take it to Calvary. I'm glad, thank God, the ground's level at Calvary. I'm glad there's room at the cross this morning. And he went back to the same place where God had met his need before. And he said, I've got to have you again. And he interceded on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he rose up and went back to the tree to see if God had answered his prayer. Isn't that right? Oh, my, my, my. You say, preacher, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do after I give it to the Lord? What do I do? What do I do after I've done this? What do I do after I turn it over? What do I do after I pray? What do I do after I put my faith in Him? I, I get up and go back to Calvary and look for Him to answer. I, oh, yes, friend. I, in case you ain't getting it, our whole life revolves around Calvary. Did you know that? I, I, there is no hope in our lives except for Calvary. I, had it not been for Calvary, where would we be? I, aren't you glad? Thank God for Calvary. I, and the Bible said he went back to the place where he stood before the Lord. That's the only hope this morning we have of our prayers being heard. That's the only hope we have of our loved ones being saved. That's the only hope we have of God hearing our prayer is because of Calvary. And the Bible said he rolled, got up early and went to the place where he stood before the Lord. Notice this. Notice the priority in the place. So we see that it was a priority to him. We see the place where he prayed. But then I want you to notice with me his petition. Now, you bear with me. I'm going to read a lot of scripture right here, and I, I'm, getting, I'm getting where I want to get, all right? Notice with me his petition. We know, we, know, we know it was important to him. We know where he prayed. But what did he pray? I, I, I want to read the whole thing to you, and I want you to notice some things. I, I, I'll come back and mention it right here in just a minute. But what's your Bible? Verse number 18, or chapter 18, verse 23. The Bible said, And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Now you see, in verse 17, 
The Bible said, and the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, saying that Abraham shall surely become a great mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know that he will command his children and his household after him. They shall keep the way of the Lord, do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken of him. Boy, what about that? The Lord's getting ready to bring judgment to Sodom and Gomorrah. And he says, Should I hide this thing from Abraham? What about that? Should I hide it from Abraham? And he said, no, I'm paraphrasing. He said, no, I'm not going to hide it from him because I know that he's a just man. And I know that he's going to rule his house and his family well. I know Abraham. The Bible said that Abraham believed God and his counted him for righteousness. Isn't that right? He said, I know who Abraham is. He's a righteous man, and I'll not hide it from him. Now, we see an insight into a righteous man in the life of Abraham. When he found out about this, he didn't stick his finger underneath his lapel and say, well, I've learned something nobody else knows. He didn't say, look how much wisdom I have. Nobody else knows what the Lord's doing. Uh, but John, he was heartbroken uh, because he had family that lived in the city. Uh, and immediately he began to intercede on their behalf. Hey, can't you see him? He's standing there beneath that tree. And uh, uh, the Bible said that he stepped forward and he said, uh, uh, per adventure, would you destroy the righteous with the wicked? Uh, and Abraham knew something about being a righteous man because the Bible said that Abraham believed God and was counted him for righteousness. Isn't that right? So he knew something about that. And he said, Lord, I, 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 I don't, don't know how I'm paraphrasing, but he said, Lord, I don't mean to overstep, but uh, surely there's some in there that are righteous, and uh, are you going to destroy them too? That wouldn't be just, and that wouldn't be right. Uh, and so then he begins to intercede. Now watch what he prayed. Now watch this. He's praying. I know he's talking to the Lord, but uh, that's what prayer is this morning. Verse 24. Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare that place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Now my soul, Abraham said, Lord, surely, if there's fifty righteous found in the city, surely you'd not destroy it. And then he said, Lord, I know that you're the judge of all the earth. And I know that you're righteous. And I know that you're just. And I know, Lord, that you can't, you can't destroy the righteous with the wicked because that wouldn't be just and that wouldn't be right. Far be it from thee to do that. Isn't that right? I mean, he's coming back, puts a whole new spin to me anyway, uh, on that we, we can come boldly under the throne of grace. Uh, Abraham's talking to the Lord. He said, Lord, you can't do that. Uh, uh, well, that wouldn't be just, and that wouldn't be right to destroy the righteous with the wicked. Uh, and so then notice with me in verse 26, and the Lord said, By finding Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then will I spare all the place for their sake. The Lord said, I'll tell you what to do. Abraham, you're, you're right, and because, because if I find 50, I'll spare the whole place if I find 50 righteous. Is that right? Yeah. Watch this. Verse 27. Boy, I like this. And Abraham answered and said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. You know what he said? Lord, I know I, I'm not worthy to ask anything else, and 
Lord, I know you shouldn't even answer that request, but uh, I've just got one more thing I'd like to ask you. Peradventure, there shall lack five of the fifty righteous without destroying the city for lack of five. And he said, if, there I, if I find there forty and five, will I not destroy it? Abraham said, Lord, I know I'm nothing and I ought not even ask, but uh, let's just say there's five lacking from the fifty. Let's say you can find forty-five, but you can't find fifty. Surely you wouldn't destroy it for that, would you? And the Lord said, if I find forty-five, I'll not destroy the city. Isn't that right? Now you think Abraham's just tickled to death. You think he'd go around talking about what a good prayer warrior he was and how he'd get his prayers answered and what the Lord can do, but he's not quite done yet. Watch what your Bible said. Now notice this. I know you've heard it, but just stay with me. I'm going to show you something. The Bible said, verse number 29, And he spake unto him yet again and said, Peradventure there shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. Now, Abraham said, Lord, I hate to, but let me ask you one more time, one more question. I know you'll do it for 50, and I know you'll do it for 45, but what if you can't find but 40? And the Lord said, Abraham, if I can find 40, I'll spare the city. Boy, Abraham's on a roll, ain't he? I mean, he's, he's, doing, he's on a roll. He's had more prayers answered than some of us prayed in the last six. Go ahead and nod your head. It'll be all right. I mean, he's on a roll. He's, got, he's gone from 50 to 40. Now, watch this. Bible said, Verse 30, and he said to him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. And I'll speak peradventure, there shall 30 be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, Lord, I don't want to make you mad. I wouldn't do that for nothing. But what if you can't find 40, but you can find 30? Is that right? I mean, he just keep working. And you can't you see Abraham's faith growing as he starts out praying for 50 and then 45 and then 40 and then all of a sudden something strange happened he quit going in increments of five but he jumped to 10 is that right and he said what if you can't find but 30 and the lord said if i find 30 i'll spare the city now watch this watch your bible he went on he said in verse 31 and he said behold now i've taken upon me to speak to the lord peradventure there should be 20 found there he said, I'll not destroy it for 20's sake. I mean, he's on a roll. Here we go. He's jumped in another 10. The Lord said, if I find 20, I'll not destroy the city. Verse 32. And he said, oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I'll speak yet but this once. Now notice that. You know what he said? Lord, this is the last time I'm going to bargain with you. This is the last time I'm going to intercede. Now stay with me. This is the last time you're going to hear from me, Lord. You know what he said? I'll speak yet but this once. He said, this is the last time I'm going to say anything to you about it. I've just got one more thing to say. And watch what he said. Verse 32. Peradventure ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communion with Abraham. And Abraham returned unto his place. Notice this morning his petition. Now I really want to I really want to get ahead of myself a little bit, but I want you I want you to notice we're gonna come back to it in just a minute. I want you to notice that phrase, I'll speak yet only this once. He said that's this is the last time you're gonna hear from me concerning this matter. And he said, peradventure there be ten in the city, would you spare it? Now watch what your Bible said. The Bible said that the Lord departed, he left after he was finished communion with Abraham. The Lord didn't end the conversation. 
Abraham into the conversation. Is that right? The Lord didn't say, I've got to go. You can ask one more. No, that's not what happened. Abraham said, this is the last thing I'm going to ask you. This is the last time I'm coming, and I'm, and I'm done. So when he got done, the Lord left. Is that right? Now stay with me. We're coming back to that right here in just a minute. So we see his petition. Went from 50 righteous all the way down to 10. Now notice with me the perception. Now he gets up the next morning, and can you imagine how good he feels? Can you imagine how accomplished he feels? Can you imagine what a good Christian he thinks that he is? He's got the Lord from 50. He's got the Lord from destroying the city all the way to the fact, Brenda, if he can find 10, the Lord will spare it. Nobody else did that. Nobody else knows what's going on. Surely God is going to answer his prayer. And he gets up early the next morning. He goes right back over under that tree where he just stood and talked to the Lord and showed the Lord what a good person he was. And he peers out across the plain. And the Bible said all he saw was the smoke of the plains rising up like the smoke of a furnace. Is that right? Now, there's a lot of reading we've got to do to pick up what really happened, but you know the story, so I'm not going to go through all that. But we know the story of what took place. But all Abraham saw was smoke. All he saw was the effects of the judgment of God. All he saw, let's just be honest, all he saw, Sharon, was that his prayer was not answered. And can I show you something? His prayer couldn't be answered. Boy, y'all getting off quiet. His prayer could not have been answered. Boy, getting off quiet. His prayer could not, John, have been answered. You say, preacher, what do you mean? We're not dealing this morning with, with something that can be contained. We're dealing with God. And you cannot put God in a box. Did you know that? The Lord said he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham said, Lord, would you do it if you could find 50? And the Lord said, if I find 50, I'll not destroy it. And John, if there had been 50 righteous in the city, the Lord could have answered his prayer. But there wasn't 50 righteous in the city. And the Lord knew there wasn't 50 righteous in the city. But Abraham asked for 50. Are you with me? The Lord knew there wasn't 50. But that's what Abraham asked. And the Lord answered his petition. He said, if I find 50, I'll spare the city. But there wasn't 50. Now stay with me. I, I know y'all ain't never heard this. I ain't never heard it neither, but I'm just telling you, it's, it's, it's a scriptural truth. Now watch this. So then Abraham said, Lord, we might order, we might order hedge our bets and make this a little bit better. What if you can find 45? Lord said, if I find 45, I'll spare the city. But there wasn't 45. Right? He couldn't spare the city because there wasn't 45. Then Abraham went to 40. Then he went to 30. Then he went to 20. Then he went to 10. Now watch this. At 10 people, you know what Abraham thought? He wasn't worried about Sodom and Gomorrah, by the way. He was worried about Lot. That's what Abraham had his mind on. And at 10 people, he thought, well, you've got Lot and you got his wife, and you got his kids, you got their husbands, and uh, you've got this. Surely there'll be ten. Lot's family wouldn't make up ten, but they wasn't all righteous. And see, Abraham didn't know whether they were righteous or not. Abraham didn't have the full story, and he, he was happy at ten. You know what he'd done? He'd put the Lord 
in a box. Is that right? And the Lord could not, John, answer his prayer the way that it was prayed. Y'all lose me, ain't you? He could not answer his prayer, Ronald, in the way that it was prayed. It wasn't the Lord that couldn't do it. It was the way that Abraham phrased it. God could not do it and not be a liar. And the Bible said that God that cannot lie. He couldn't have said, well, I know Abraham wants it, so I'm going to spare the city because there's one right. No, he couldn't have done that because Abraham had done put him in a box and said there had to be ten. Stay with me. Can I tell you something? I'm all for praying specifically, but I'm afraid sometimes we pray so specifically we put the Lord in a box. Are you with me? You can this morning pray so specifically. See, we're not the Lord. We don't know what's going on. We don't know every aspect. We don't understand the whole situation. We don't always see everything there is to be seen. And if you're not real careful, you'll put the Lord in a box to where he can't answer your prayer the way that you prayed it. Have you ever prayed for something? Now listen to me. Have you ever you ever prayed for something? And uh, I, I, I'm trying to think of a good example. You ever prayed for something? And I, I'm so guilty of this. In my mind, Brother Corey, I'll think what I think would be the best way for the Lord to meet whatever it is I'm asking for. I remember one time. Uh, I remember one time I, I had some I was some financial things had come up, and I didn't have the money to pay what I owed John. Uh, and, and I remember I'd pray and I'd say, Lord, why don't you let the company that I was working for at the time, why don't you let them give me a bonus? I mean, I prayed, John, for a Christmas bonus so that I could meet this need. I prayed that specifically. But you know what? The Lord didn't do that. But you know what he did do? In my mind, Ronald, they had more money than I did. They had money to spare. That would have been the best way for the Lord to have done that. But he didn't do it. He didn't answer my prayer. He did not answer what I prayed because for whatever reason, he may not have been able to. But you know what he did then? Take a little widow woman. Didn't have hardly nothing. And he used her to meet my need. And then blessed her. for What about that? See, we don't see it all. We don't understand everything that's going on. Abraham should have prayed differently. He should have never put the Lord in a box. I don't know what you're going through. Well, you may be putting the Lord in a box this morning. You may be asking him to let the doctors have wisdom to touch your body. And it may not be that's his will. He might just want to touch your body so he gets the glory for it. Hey, you may be asking him to save your husband at this time or that time or your loved one at this time or that time. And that may not be his will. His will might be to give you a blessing unlike you've ever known. Hadn't let him get saved at home and you him to the Lord. You don't know what's going on. I remember my wife was dating. Surely I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed that she'd get saved at the Christmas play. I mean, I had faith. I knew that's when she'd get saved. But she didn't. But you know what did happen? I went to Winston one night. Coming down the road, I looked over and tears ran down her eyes. And she said, if I died, I'd go to hell. I've got to get saved. Oh, my soul, y'all want to get in that, but I'm about to come unglued. It was far better than getting saved at the Christmas play. I, I got to pull over with her. I got to lead her to the Lord. I, it was better than what I'd asked. I, and sometimes when it seems like hey, the Lord hadn't answered, I, it's not that he didn't answer. I, he just couldn't answer the way you asked him to answer. Isn't that right? He will not be put in a box this morning. He, 
When, if you don't get that, you've missed the whole message. He will not be put in a box this morning. Sometimes you can pray so specifically that you limit what he can do. Now watch this. Watch your Bible. Notice his perception. He saw, all he saw was that the Lord did not answer. In fact, as far as we know, I told you a minute ago, as far as we know, Abraham never had contact with Lot again. As far as I know, Abraham never knew that Lot was delivered from Sodom. The Bible never tells us that Abraham knew anything that God had, in fact, done something. All he saw, John, was the smoke. As far as he knew, his prayer had gone unanswered. So we see his perception. Notice with me the prevention. I've done preaching on it, but now I'm show you, let me show you the, the inside workings. The truth is, God didn't grant Abraham's prayer because he couldn't. There wasn't ten righteous in Sodom. And that's where the Abraham stopped. That's where John, he said, Lord, I'm going to say one more thing, and that's all I've got to say. You'll not hear from me anymore. Now, can I show you something? Now, listen to me. The Lord, I told you a minute ago, the Lord did not say, I've got to go. Abraham said, I've got one more thing to say, and then I'm done. that right? And he asked for ten, and the Bible said the Lord walked away. Do you realize, I believe, you believe whatever you want to, but I believe the Lord would have stood there and talked to him just as long as he wanted to talk. I believe the Lord would have sat there, and if Abraham said, peradventure, there be five left in Sodom. And I believe with all my heart, the Lord would have said, I'd spare it for five. And if Abraham said, Lord, I don't want you to be mad, but peradventure, there be four. I'd say the Lord say, I'll spare it for four. Oh, Lord, I don't want you to be mad, but what if there's just one? And the Lord say, Abraham, for you, I'd spare it for one. Then I'd see him if he said, Lord, Lot's down yonder, and I love him. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what he's done. But, Lord, I don't want to see him die. Lord, I can't bear the thoughts. Lord, would you spare the city just for no sake, just because it's a desire of my heart? You know what I believe the Lord was saying? And I believe I've got Bible to back this up. He might have spared the city, or he might have said, no, I, I can't do that, but I will spare a lot. What about that? Oh, my. See, the Lord wasn't interested in leaving Abraham was interested in leaving. And they, some of you this morning, you may not have physically said it, but in your heart, you've already told the Lord, Lord, I'm going to pray it one more time, and then I'm done. You felt yourself losing that burden. You felt yourself losing that, that, that drive, that zeal. You felt yourself losing the burden you've got for whatever it is your need is. And can I tell you something? It's a dangerous thing to do, to walk away from the Lord, because you might just leave him in a box. There might, be, there might be a situation come up that you sure would like to talk about him later. The Lord was interested in staying as long as Abraham was. Abraham was the one that ended the conversation. The prevention was not the Lord. Abraham prevented his prayer from being answered. Are you with me? There wasn't ten righteous in the city. In fact, Abraham thought that Lot's family surely would make up the ten. But you know what we found out? We found out Lot's wife wasn't righteous. The Lord tried to spare her. Did you know that? He actually brought her out of the city of Sodom. And all he said was, don't look back. All he said was, don't look back at the city. You know what she did? Old Maze Jackson used to preach the woman that died doing the twist. Isn't that right? 
She twisted around. The Bible says she turned into a pillar of salt. Isn't that right? My soul. That's all she had to do was just not look back. But she wasn't righteous. His daughters wasn't righteous. Did you know that? There's two of them come out. But you know the story. They end up getting locked drunk up in a cave up in the mountain. And laying in that right committed incest with their daddy. Uh, that's where Moab come. Or, that right? They wasn't righteous. In fact, I dare say it'd be hard if Peter had not have told me, uh, John and Second Peter, that Lot was a righteous man. It'd be hard for me to believe Lot was righteous. Amen. It sounds like to me, Brother Corey, there was one righteous man in that entire city, and he'd vexed his righteous soul in seeing and hearing of their unlawful deeds from day to day is what the Bible says. Isn't that right? One righteous man, and the Lord couldn't answer Abraham's prayer. Because Abraham didn't understand the situation. Abraham thought surely Lot's family would have been like him. Surely he had run his family. Surely he had led his family in the same way that Abraham had. Because see, when they split ways, Lot had been walking with Abraham. He'd learned from Abraham. But things had changed. See what I'm saying? And Abraham didn't realize the situation. And he prevented the Lord from answering his prayer. I wonder this morning if we'd be honest. How many prayers we prevented ourselves, the Lord, from answering because we asked the wrong way. You say, oh, preacher, I just don't believe that. You can say whatever you want to, but I just don't believe you can pray wrong. Well, let me show you a little bit of scripture, can I? Turn with me, if you would, over to the book of James. James chapter number four. James chapter number four this morning. James four and verse number three, the Bible said this. Ye ask and receive not. Well, that sounds like Abraham. He asked, but he didn't get what he asked for. You know what James said? Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss. You know what he said? You ask for something and you don't receive it because you asked the wrong way. Ain't that right? Well, y'all got to help me. I know we ain't shouting. I know we ain't swinging from the chandeliers. But I want to help us this morning. James said, ye ask and receive not because ye, not the Lord. It's not the Lord's fault you didn't get it. It's not the Lord's fault you didn't, he didn't answer your prayer. It's not because he doesn't love you. It's not because he doesn't care. It's not because he, didn't, he wasn't concerned. It's not because he thought it'd be funny. But ye ask and receive not because that ye ask amiss. Notice what your Bible said. That ye may consume it upon your own lust. Let me show you something. You say, preacher, that's talking about sin. Well, you're right. There is, there, that, 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 there is the interpretation of that, but I want to make application. It is saying, I, I agree, in the context, it is saying that the, you, you ask for a million dollars, you're not going to receive that because you asked wrongly. You asked that for your own lust. That was not a need. That was not a spiritual thing. That was not, that was not the will of the Lord. That was not praying according to the will of God. That was for your own lust. You wanted to have a million dollars. But let me show you something. Abraham did the same thing. You say, preacher, what do you mean? He wasn't worried about Sodom. He was worried about Lot. But he wanted to sound spiritual. That right? He didn't want to just say, Lord, spare Lot and his family. That's what he was concerned about. But instead he said, Lord, spare the city. Are you with me? Well, I'm being honest with you this morning. Not everybody could have been spared. 
There was a, the Bible said the wages of sin is death. Isn't that right? Everybody couldn't have been spared. So what he should have done is prayed. He should have humbled himself and got real with, the, I know that's not real good preaching, I don't guess, but got real with the Lord. Huh? Can I tell you when your prayer life will pick up and be as honest as I know how to be? When you quit trying to sound like some preacher did when he prayed in front of the church and you quit trying to, you quit trying to make it sound good and you quit trying to make it real spiritual and you quit, I'm not saying I know prayer is a spiritual thing, but you know what I mean. You ain't got to say, oh, Lord, thou hast been good to us. And Lord, thou hast, you ain't got to pray like that. When you, you want to see your prayer life get picked up, huh? you get honest with him. You get down and you say, Lord, huh? I, I, I'm being honest this morning. You get down and you say, Lord, this is what I'm struggling with. And I'll just be honest, Lord, this is what I need. Huh? Oh, yes, exactly right. When you get real with him, huh? things begin to pick up. He can help you be more spiritual. Do you know that? But as long as you're trying to act more spiritual than you are, you're not going to get more spiritual. Is that right? Abraham, Abraham's trying to be real spiritual and he's trying to make it sound good and he's trying to be so holy. And, trying to be, and I, I'm not saying you ought not to intercede. I'm not saying you ought not do that. But I'm telling you what he should have done. He should have finally just got down to where rubber meet the road and said, Lord, I'll just be honest. I'm interested in Lot. I'm interested in Lot's family. I couldn't bear to see them die. I couldn't bear to see judgment come upon them. Lord, you've got to do something. I, it's too late. I can't do it. I, and you've got to do something. You know what the Lord would have said? With all my heart, he'd say, Abraham, I'll spare Lot. That's what he did, wasn't it? He spared Lot. My, my, my. You say, preacher, what are you saying? If you're not careful this morning, you'll be, you'll try to make yourself sound good, try to make yourself look good. We, we, we've got this. We've got the, we, I'm going to make a statement. Listen to me. I've said this, and I believe it. There's a lot of truth to it. You are to come to the altar, and you are to lay it down and leave it with the Lord. I believe that. You are to, John, you are to lay it down, and you are to believe that God's going to answer that prayer, and you are not pick it up and carry it with you. But sometimes things change. And we've got to the point, I believe, that preachers have stood up and said, you are just leave it at the altar and not carry it with you no more, that we think that means don't ever bring it up to the Lord again. That's not necessarily what I mean. See, things change. Are you with me? Yeah. We don't understand all of the situation. We don't understand everything. How many times you ever, now think about this, how many times have you ever, I'll just use me, how many times you ever you ever had a bill come up and you thought you, 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 you know what you do. You go over here and you look and see how much money you got in the bank. You look and see how much you got. And you think, we can handle that. Everything's, it's going to be a little tight, but we can handle that. And then there's another little bill comes up and it's not that much. You think, well, it's going to be real tight, but we'll, we'll move some money here and there and then we can still handle that. Well, that's the same month. But you know what happened? Things keep changing. And all of a sudden, something else comes in. And before you know it, you found yourself overwhelmed because things have changed. You was all right with the first bill. You was all right with the second bill. You was all right. But that fourth bill, that's just, that's just more than you can handle. You, ain't that right? And it's not that you didn't have faith that God was going to provide. Things changed. Are you with me? Can I tell you something? Listen to me. You ought to lay it down. You ought to believe the Lord's going to do it. But that doesn't mean you can't still pray to him. That, uh, you know what we found? We found people, and I, I'll be honest, I believe we have people in our churches that are burdened about something. They've got a request. They've got a broken heart. 
and they honestly believe if they come pray about it, it's going to make them unspiritual. Yeah. We're humans. Did you know that? <laughs> it's getting awful quiet. We're human. And I'll be honest with you, it's easy to stand up and say, it's easy to say, well, you ought to just leave it with the Lord. But every once in a while, my flesh rises up. And every once in a while, it scares the daylights out of me. Now, are you with me? I'd have all the faith in the world today, but something could happen tomorrow that rattles my faith and shakes my faith. And uh, it doesn't, the Lord's not going to be mad if you come back and pray again. Come back and get your faith strengthened again. Uh, come back and lay it down again. It's all right this morning. Uh, but Abraham prevented the Lord because all he didn't see the whole picture. Watch this. I don't know why y'all losing me, but it's okay. Now watch this. He prevented the Lord from answering his prayer request because he prayed amiss. He asked amiss, John. There wasn't ten righteous in the city. But boy, watch this. Look with me back in Genesis. Genesis 19. I want you to, I want, I'm going to read the verses again. I'm done. Genesis 19, verse 27. The Bible said, And Abraham got up early in the morning, to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah, and toward all the, plain, the land of the plain, and beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. Now, can't you see him? Here he has, he's gone back to that tree, and he's looked out toward the plain, and the Bible said he saw the smoke of the city rising up like the smoke of a furnace. I just see him as he hung his head down. And he thought, Lord, what did I do wrong? Lord, I, why didn't you answer? Lord, did you not care? Lord, was you not worried? Lord, did you not know that I needed that? Lord, did you not know that I... Did you not see me broken when I begged you? And I, we started out, you was just going to destroy the city. And then you said you went for 50 and for 45 and for 40 and for 30 and for 20 and for 10. And Lord, what in the world is going wrong? Can't you see him heartbroken? If you be honest, everyone else has been there. Look, I'll show you a great, great spiritual truth. And it was Abraham's fault. Whether you want to agree with me or not, it was Abraham's fault. He asked to miss. The Lord doesn't make mistakes. Did you know that? The Lord doesn't mess up. He's never, he's never looked around and thought, oh, my bad. I shouldn't know. He, he was right, and he was just, and he was holy in what he did. He could not answer his request because of how he prayed it. He asked and received not because he asked amiss. He could, the Lord could not rightly answer Abraham's request because of how he prayed. It was Abraham's fault. But watch with me in verse 29. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain, now watch this, that God remembered Abraham. What about that? The Lord's getting ready to say, I can see him knowing good and well, John. He, nothing's ever been hid from him. He knew there wasn't ten. He knew he'd have to destroy the city. When he left Abraham, he knew, Michelle, he'd have to destroy the city. But the Bible said when he did, that he remembered Abraham. Now watch what your Bible said. He, didn't, he did destroy the city, but it said that, and sent out Lot out of the midst of the overthrow, when he overthrew the cities in the which Lot dwelt. Abraham did not have his prayer answered. And as far as I know, he never knew what the Lord did. He never understood that God did care 
because all he saw was the smoke. But aren't you glad the Lord knows what we pray even when we don't pray it right? He knows the desire of our heart. The Bible said that the Spirit uh, intercedeth on our, isn't that right? Even the groanings of our heart, that he interprets that and intercedes on our behalf to the Father. Even, Brother Corey, when I don't pray it like I ought to, God knows the desires of my heart. See, he couldn't answer Abraham's prayer. He couldn't, not, he couldn't spare the city. But, Joan, he knew that what Abraham was really worried about was Lot. And while he couldn't answer his prayer, he said, but I will do what he asked me to do, even if he didn't ask me that way. And he took Lot and carried him out of the city. And while Abraham Abraham looked out and Chris, all he saw was smoke. All he saw was disappointment. All he saw was judgment. All he saw was failure. All he saw, for all he knew, Joan, God did not answer his prayer. If he could have just looked through the smoke, he'd have seen that God had done the desire of his heart. God had spared a a lot. Isn't that right? But see, Abraham couldn't see it because he was focused on the smoke. Say, some of you have been praying for a long time this morning, and I'm done. You've been praying for a long time. It seems like every morning you get up and all you see smoke. All you see smoke rising up. All you see is God didn't do it again. All you see is God didn't do what you've asked. All you see is your spouse not saved. Your family's not saved. You, 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 your loved ones are still on drugs. This is still going on. That's still going on. Your marriage is still messed up. Uh, your home's still messed up. Your youngins are still out of church. Uh, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, trouble and trouble and trouble. And it seems that he just hadn't answered. But can I tell you something? If you take a time this morning. To just look through the smoke, you might see that behind the scenes, God's are doing something better than you ever even dreamed. You might see that behind all that smoke, where it seems like that, I, I'll be honest with you, I'll be honest, I, 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 I'm being as honest as I know how to be. When, when, before I come up here to pastor, I, I, I had... I'd been at the first church. Some things and went all that had transpired. I'd resigned for about a year and a half. I would went back to Welcome View, and I was preaching a little bit for Brother Tommy, and just going here and yonder a little bit. And uh, the Lord was working some stuff out in my life, and uh, He was giving me a little time to rest. And there was just a lot of things going on during that time. But there's a church called Majump. Just, just. I don't know, probably a month or two before Kenny called me, and he was up there on uh, up in Wilkesboro. And I, I was going up there, and uh, I, I'll be honest with you, in myself, I wanted to pastor it. I, I remember the first time we pulled up, uh, I, now just go with me, I'm going somewhere. First time we pulled up, I looked at my wife, and I said, that is the prettiest church I believe I've ever been to in my life. It, was little, it wasn't that big, it was a little white church up on a hill, and uh, I mean, just beautiful. I mean, just, be- just picturesque, I mean, it's beautiful. And I told my wife, I said, I, I said, boy, it's pretty, isn't it? And, and I, I mean, in my mind, I was already thinking about this, and I was already thinking about that, and all this. And I'll be honest with you, I asked the Lord to let me pastor. I asked him to let me pastor that church. I've been honest. And don't get nervous this morning. I asked him, John, I asked him to let me pastor that church. And I'll be honest with you, first time I come up here, 
I knew some of you. Some of you I didn't. Most of you I didn't. We come up here. And I went to that church, John, and I'll be honest, there was never no fireworks in my soul. There was never a time that uh, I, I thought, boy, this is it. And I'll be honest tonight, I come up here, and wrong, there wasn't no fireworks in my soul at first service. I didn't leave and look at my wife and say, boy, that's it. I, I, I didn't. I'm being honest, I didn't. And, I, 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 and I, I'd call, and I'd ask Tommy, I, I'd talk to different men, I'd say, what do I do? I said, they're both looking. I said, what if it come down to the time that they both were interested. And I said, I, I'm in awesome. I'm just talking. Maybe some young preacher needs to hear this. And I said, and, I, and, and, and say I, I know one of them's where I need to go. And the other one calls me and asks me to come for a month. What do I do? I've never been in that situation. What do I do? Oh, you'll know what to do. But what do I do? Well, you'll know what to do. But what is it? What do I do? You'll know what to do. And uh, that's exactly what happened, by the way. I, I was trying to ask because I could foresee that was going to happen. Uh, but that's exactly what happened. But anyway, uh, uh, in my mind, I, I kept being pulled. In my mind, I kept thinking, I, I'm going to go up yonder. 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 And that's what I thought. And you know what happened? I began to see, even though that uh, things began to change, and I began to slowly but surely fall in love with y'all. And I saw my wife fall in love with y'all. Then I started seeing y'all fall in love with my wife and fall in love with my youngins and fall in love with me and things begin to change. And you know what you know what ended up happening? John, I begged him to let me go to that church. I begged him to let me go pastor that church. Now I look back and I think, boy, I'm glad I didn't. Now, Brother Daniel Shores, he's been here a time or two. He's never preached, but he's come to the Shores family. He's pastoring up there now. Church is growing. Everything's going great. Him and his wife is excited, and the Lord's doing great things up there. And look at what the Lord's done here. And that's not anything about me. I'm just taking what He's done, and uh, he's, he's let us do all this stuff. We've seen souls saved, and you know what was happening? All I could see was the smoke. But see, now that I can get on the other side of the smoke, I realize He had something better than what I'd asked for. Are you with me? It wasn't just that He didn't answer me; He had something better than what I'd even asked for. And it may be this morning there's some of you, and all you can see is the smoke this morning. All you see looks like rejection and failure, and the Lord just doesn't care. But it may be that on the other side of the smoke, you'll look back and realize he had something better for you than what you ever even dreamed. It may be that he's just working in the smoke. Are you with me? Let me say this and I'm done. Maybe this morning you say, Preacher, I've got a burden. Preacher, I've got a, I've got a problem. I've got a, I've got a prayer request. Preacher, I'm just broken hearted. Don't put the Lord in a box this morning. Don't, you better be real careful how you ask. Prayer is not, it is a simple thing. I know that. But I think sometimes we're not careful. I, I know you can just talk to him like a friend and I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I don't mean that critically, like it's something that takes great wisdom. But John, I, I consider John Jones a friend. But that doesn't mean I'm just saying anything I want to to him. I still have to think about what I'm saying. Are you with me? I still have to think, is this going to hurt his feelings? Is it, are you with me? Now, I'm not, I, don't, I don't mean that like I tell him what he wants to hear. But I'm not going to just walk up to him and say, John, you're the ugliest fella I've ever seen in my life. You're not going to do that, right? Now, listen to me. Can I tell you something? Sometimes we don't think enough about what we're praying. 
You better be real careful. You better enter into it with a little bit of wisdom and not put the Lord in a box, but tell him to do it his way, in his time. Are you with me? Oh, yes. And it may be this morning. It may be. Can I show you something? I know I don't usually preach quite like this. Wonder this morning what would have happened. You ever wonder what would have happened if Abraham had a told Lot, I don't think you need to go down towards Sodom. You ever wonder about that? Wonder what would have happened. Now, I don't preach a whole lot of these wonder if and going away. I don't do a whole lot of that. But you ever thought, I thought about this week, Brother Corey, what if Abraham, knowing that God was going to destroy the city, why didn't Abraham just run down the yard and say, Lot, you've got to get out. Now, I'm telling you, you've got to get out. I know judgment's coming. You've got to get out. Wonder what would have happened if Abraham had got mixed in with him. The Lord showed him. Isn't that right? He said, should I hide this thing from Abraham? No, because he's an upright man, a just man, a righteous man. What if Abraham had went and told Lot? You say, preacher, what are you saying? There's some of you tonight, this morning, you're waiting on the Lord to do something. And it might be he's got a hand for you to play in it. I Surely, I know I told him a minute ago, but in my mind, I knew Kendra would get saved at the Christmas play. I knew it. I knew. I mean, if you'd asked me, I'd have, I, I'd have said, I know she's going to get saved at the Christmas play. That's what I had in my mind. For whatever reason, I thought she'd get. It never dawned on me she might get saved in church service. Never dawned on me she might, somebody might come in preaching her get saved. In my mind, I knew it'd be the Christmas play. Just knew it. But we never made it to the Christmas play. The Lord had something else worked out. You see, he let me, Elaine, he let me be a part of that. And I wonder this morning if maybe you're waiting on the Lord to do it. But it could be he's got a part for you to play in it. It could be there's a word you could say. It could be there's legs you could put to your prayer. Sometimes this morning, you, you, sometimes the Lord wants you to put some legs to your prayer. Did you know that? Sometimes he, it's great to say, Lord, save so-and-so. But sometimes he's just waiting on you to get a gospel track and pray that God saves so-and-so. But go down there and knock on the door and say, can I just give you this and tell you the Lord loves you? Is that right? Sometimes he's waiting on us to do something too. Let's stand to our feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody looking around.